Hi, this is your host Bailey and welcome to Campus Social Life. In this episode, Down Greek Row We Go, I will be discussing the advantages and repercussions of Greek life. Greek life has been getting more and more attention throughout the years, but some are still unsure as to what it really is. I'm here to answer all your unanswered questions and by the end of this podcast, solidify your judgment as to whether Greek life should be banned or not on college campuses. A simplistic answer to what is Greek life is that it is a community of college students broken up into two groups, fraternities for men and sororities for women. Fraternities derives from the Latin word frater, meaning brother, while sororities comes from the Latin root soror, meaning sister. Greek life rooted in 1777 when John Heath founded the first collegiate Greek letter society after being denied by two secret societies on campus. John Heath is credited for the origin of Greek life, but modern Greek life is traced back to a later date, 1825. Okay, enough of how Greek life came about. Let's discuss what we really came here for. Should Greek life be banned or not? With Greek life comes a lot of baggage. Expenses, time consumption, hazing, drug use, too much alcohol consumption, and sexual assault, which can be said to be driven by a competitive testosterone-driven environment fueled by alcohol. Let's first address the sexual assault issue. According to the NASPA journal, fraternity members are more likely than non-fraternity members to commit rape and or sexual assault. It is also found that women in sororities are 74% more likely to encounter rape or sexual assault than other college women. After hearing this information, the question, why does this continue to happen or what is being done to resolve this issue may arise. The reasoning is simply that victims don't often report these occurrences due to the fear of retaliation from its members. Another reason sexual assault is an unresolved problem within fraternities and sororities is because the predators are never charged or convicted. In a study called Repeat Rape, David Lizak surveyed more than 2,000 men in college. Out of that 2,000, about 6% or 120 men admitted to committing rape before and are repeat offenders due to lack of consequences. David Lizak also recorded a reenacted interview transcript with a fraternity member. This specific member explained how he and his frat brothers would get freshman girls to come to their parties. They were the easiest, like they didn't know the ropes. They were easy prey, said the fraternity member. They would get these underage girls drunk with special punch full of hard alcohol, then take them to designated rooms in the frat house to have sex. Sexual assault within Greek life is a horrid problem, but it is seen as a norm or the culture. Sexual assault is the second most common insurance claim filed against fraternities after assault and battery. It's almost built into the budget of fraternity industry industry, that they're going to get a lot of sexual assault claims and they need to budget appropriately. It can be said that this reason alone, Greek life should be banned, but unfortunately, there's many more cons that play into potentially banning Greek life. Another issue when it comes to Greek life is the alcohol and drug use. Greeks on college campuses are twice as likely to drink while underage and use illegal drugs as non-Greek members. A study shows that 65% of college students used alcohol in the past 30 days, while that percentage is 90% for Greek life students. Binge drinking rates are also concerningly high in Greek life. 80% of Greek life students admitted to binge drinking. It's alarming to us because they are underage, said specialist Greg McCulloch. Also, with the illegal substances like cocaine and marijuana, it's just a high percentage, much higher than you would see in the general population. Most people see drinking and using drugs as a rite of passage, kind of like everyone does it. 
The problem is much deeper than this, as many people have died from the amount of alcohol consumption associated with the fraternities and sororities, but fraternities especially. Many people involved in Greek life consume life-threatening amounts of alcohol. Sometimes this is because of personal desire, but in a lot of cases it happens due to competitive pressure or hazing, another well-known con of Greek life, but we'll touch on that later. There has been at least one alcohol-related hazing death each year in the United States since 1961. Andrew McAfee, a 20-year-old at Florida State University, died on a fraternity house couch after drinking an entire bottle of bourbon due to hazing. Tim Piazza, a 19-year-old at Penn State University, was pressured into consuming 18 alcoholic beverages in 82 minutes and took a headfirst fall down a flight of steps. This resulted in a collapsed lung, a fractured skull, and death. A 19-year-old at Washington State University died at a fraternity house on Tuesday. A day earlier, a fraternity member was found dead in his room. And a San Diego, San Diego University student died that Friday at a fraternity party, all of which were alcohol-related. I'm sure you have all heard enough, but the list goes on. When is enough enough, and when does it become time to get rid of Greek life? Once again, the problems don't stop here. I mentioned hazing earlier, so let's quickly get a better understanding of that. Isn't it ironic that a culture which on its surface encourages brotherhood so often does the exact opposite in practice? Alcohol consumption is a very common type of hazing, but there's more included such as personal servitudes, public nudity, burning one another's skin, killing animals, forms of assault, and so much more that than can be listed. Most groups make potential members endure an embarrassing and gruesome initial ritual to prove their commitment to becoming a part of the chapter. This is where hazing comes into play. However, the hazing doesn't just stop once you're a member. Just as we saw above, above with the victims that were killed due to pressured alcohol consumption, hazing is a full circle issue. Lastly, some other less serious cons that correlates with Greek life is that it is expensive and time consuming. Expenses of Greek life vary from chapter to chapter, but there's a common thread. They're all expensive. Usually dues per semester are around $400. This doesn't even include the other fees for t-shirts, membership pins, tickets to Big Formal. Is now a good time to mention those, are tic those tickets are $2,000 per person? Also, Greek life is a commitment. Expect a lot of your time to be spent in required social events, meetings, workshops, athletic tournaments, and things of that nature. Many colleges such as Duke, UVA, and Brown are cracking down on Greek life. Misconduct by banning certain chapters. Activists have pressed in recent years to end Greek life at, college, at colleges after a slew of sexual assault and binge drinking cases linked to, fr linked to frat parties. Despite this, no college campus has banned Greek life as a whole. As these issues continue to occur, even with some chapters being banned, it's apparent that this is not that enough is not being done. Between 2008 and 2018, there has been an average of 4.9 hazing deaths per calendar year. There have also been several hazing deaths traced back to Greek life in 2000 in the 2019 through 2020 school year. Don't get me wrong, there's most definitely some good things that come out of Greek life. Being in a fraternity has opened doors for me that I wouldn't have been able to open myself. When I in went in for an important interview, the person interviewing me was from the same fraternity, just before my time. 
This immediately created conversation, a connection, and a secured job spot. I'm forever grateful for my fraternity, said my uncle, a member of Alpha Sigma Phi. Another special thing that comes out of Greek life is long life brothers and sisters. My mom and her two closest friends are perfect examples of this. They have had such an unbreakable bond for so long that my brothers and I call them both Aunt Joyce and Aunt Nicole. If I never became an AKA, I would have never met Nicole and Joyce. AKA is just as special to me as my lifelong relationships with Joyce and Nicole, said my mom. Other upsides to Greek life other than networking and building lifelong friendships include community service, social activities, intramurals, and building leadership skills. It is clear to see that banning Greek life can be very controversial as there are just as many downfalls as there are benefits. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for episode episode two.